This lady was looking for me. She looked kind of sickly. She told me that the album changed her life. She said she, of course, she had cancer, but then she said she actually was thinking about committing suicide because of the treatment and she didn't have the finances to take care of, you know, like medical bills. So she actually wanted to take her life. And when I hear something like that, perhaps the pinnacle of my success, because I felt like if I can release an album that saves just one person's life, thank God, thank God that I can make that impact in somebody's life. Welcome to Distinctly You, where we talk to women who have redefined success at different seasons of change. Today, we'll be talking to Janelia Soul. She is a Nigerian-American independent artist. She is a published author and CEO of the Janelia Store. How did she go about living out her passions? Well, let's get into the conversation. Welcome, Janelia Soul, to Distinctly You. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, Janelia, I've been really looking forward to our conversation today. And yes. you are a woman of many talents. You are a woman that wears a lot of different hats. I mean, yes. you are not only are you a multi-talented, independent music artist, you are a published author. You are also C. <laughs> of your own store, the Janelia Soul store. And let's not forget, you are a wife and a mom as well. So when you talk about all these hats, you know, I mean, there's a lot to you. So just tell us a little bit about like, who is Janelia? You know, who's Janelia Soul? Hmm. No, it's interesting you should use that verbiage, I wear many hats, because I've actually used the same words to describe myself. Um, and Janelia is just someone who loves life and who loves to go after her dreams and who loves family, um, who loves um, achieving, like I'm a go-getter. Um, and I think in every aspect of my life, whether it's my Shopify store or my music or my family, I'm always like very goal-oriented. I'm always like, okay, this is what the next plan is. This is what we're doing next. This is our dreams. This is our goals. This is our plan. So. I think I bring that to every aspect of my life for the most part. Um, and that's, that's who Janelia is. That's who Janelia is. So there's a go-getter, a fun-loving, life-loving person who just has the, feels the need to just accomplish in all areas of life, personal, professional, and all areas of life for the most part. Well, I have to say, I know that to be true. And you are also um, Nigerian-American. Mm-hmm. And I know you bring a lot of that flavor to a lot of what you do. How has your background and your upbringing shaped you to who you are today? Mm. You know, I think it is a very core value of who I am. Um, in everything that I do, you always see the little bit of Afrocentric in it, whether even in the family, like people have a tendency to believe that the Afrocentric just exists in my my music. It actually, it's, it's what I live and breathe, like in the house, like we speak Yoruba and we'll make it a point of duty to make sure the kids identify as Nigerian, not American. So it's growing up in Nigeria and I'm having that um, foundation of Nigerian Yoruba culture specifically has pretty much make it, made its way to all areas of my life. And especially family life. Even though, yes, you do sing in my music. Yes, I do sing in Yoruba. Like I have a new single titled Coco, 
Um, and yes, on stage, you'll see it. And even at work, like I, I also have, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. I also have a nine to five and they know that I'm a proud Nigerian. I'm always talking about Nigeria. Um, when I traveled recently, we had like, we were supposed to have like a, a meeting to have a triage and half of the meeting ended up being about the trip and they were so interested. So being a Nigerian, I'm growing up in Nigeria has always been a part of me in every aspect of my life. And I just can't seem to shed myself of it. <laughs> it's just always make its way somehow, you know, it's just always manifest somehow, you know, even if I don't intentionally want it to, but it just somehow comes out. And uh, it's who I am. It's a core value of who I am. Yes. As yes, an artist, no. as a mother, as a worker, as in every aspect for the most part. And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, when you are proud and when you recognize who you are and you do it unapologetically, you live it unapologetically, uh, it always shines through. You just I mentioned. Think so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's what makes you authentic. And I think that's what makes you very relatable uh, to people of all cultures, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned a little bit about your nine to five. Mm -hmm. And because the work you do, especially in the arts and music and all of that, I mean, you've even done some acting and just you're a mm -hmm. true all round artist. It's hard to believe that you still have the bandwidth, you know, and time mm -hmm. to have a regular nine to five. So what's that? Like, yes, what do yeah. you do as a nine for from a nine to five perspective, by the way? I'm actually a business analyst and I took some time off um, while I was building my um, online store. But um, after COVID, um, I, had, I realized there was an opportunity to work remotely mm -hmm. uh, full time. Um, and that's what I pursued. I specifically interviewed for remote jobs and I was lucky enough to get it. So it's very flexible. I have to say that. And if not, because of the fact that uh, my BA job is remote and offers a lot of flexibility, I don't think I'll have the bandwidth to do that. Um, so I, I mean, technically I work 40 hours a week, but in actuality, maybe 20 because um, I, I work very efficiently. I know how to manage my time. Um, I know how to prioritize. So um, thank God I've been able to balance that with everything else I'm able to do. Um, so, yeah, and I, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. As a matter of fact, if I may, it was actually a point in time that I had two B8 jobs. They were both remote. I was working. Wow. I have alcohol company both in Maryland and California, but that got really hectic. So I said, you know what, let me just stick to the Maryland job. Um, so, yeah, um, wow. so the, the flexibility allows me, um, gives me the um, gives me the, band, the bandwidth pretty much because if, not, if I didn't have flexibility, if I didn't have flexibility in that job, I don't think I'll be able to do it. For, I mean, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm able to do it. You know, as you talk about flexibility and you talk about being able to like multitask, especially between jobs, careers, professions, I know a lot of uh, people, a lot of women especially can definitely relate to that. But I'm very mm -hmm. curious for someone who like yourself is like, a, I mean, you, you travel, I mean, you are on the go on the road, I mean, and you are per truly living out your passion, you are actually living out your passion. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that over the years, you've had to maybe have times where maybe you pursued one thing more than the other. How did you make that decision, especially to get your career to where you are right now? So right, right now you are balancing a regular day job, as it were, with this. Mm -hmm. But do you find yourself in a place where you, you have to choose? 
and where there's conflict. And when you've had those situations, how have you made that decision on which direction to go with? Hmm. Actually, I have been in situations where I had to make a choice. And I think when those choices are presented to you, you then um, you don't have to pretty much just make a, a decision. And uh, for me, when um, when I started building my Shopify store, um, initially it was just like a side hustle kind of a thing. But then I start I introduced Waste Beats to the um, merch store. I was able to launch some successful um, Facebook ads, and that just basically skyrocketed my sales. And I was at a point where um, the income, what, what I was making from my online store was almost triple what I was making as a VA. So in that situation, like I said, when you're presented with opportunities or, or decisions, it's, I think the decision will kind of like be obvious to you, which one to go with, because the scenarios will present itself and you have to choose the best of the scenario. And in this situation, the best of the scenario was that I leave my nine to five because I was making more um, in my Shopify store. But, you know, life, you know, throws you curveballs and you have to just roll with the punches. So after doing that for about two years, the um, the Shopify ads weren't as, um, uh, I guess, profitable as they were. So at that time, it was no brainer that, OK, the Shopify store is not doing exactly how it was like two, three years ago. So now it's time for me to go back into the workforce. So now it has uh, returned to just like a nice supplement to my income. Um, but then it's not like the main income anymore. I mean, also, to be honest with you, I also kind of miss working. Um, I felt like I've developed my talents um, to be a business analyst. And I, I just felt like I didn't want to lose my talent and the skills that I've acquired over the years. And especially in a situation where the income that I was making from my store wasn't as grand as it was. I was like, you know what? I want to go back to work and I want a remote job and I want to work from home so I can process orders in my lunch break <laughs> and run to the post office while I'm taking lunch, while I'm having a, uh, like a, a sandwich or something, which is, which is like my life, you know, like three days a week, I'm running to the post office to go and you know, drop off shipments while I'm eating a sandwich. So, so yeah, so I think, um, yeah, to answer your question, yes, yeah, you have to choose. Um, and then I think the choice becomes very apparent based on the different scenarios that you're looking at. Well, you know, Janelia, for as long as I've known you, and I think our viewers, just so you know, for uh, full transparency, we went to college together. Mm-hmm. And um, we're roommates. Was, we were roommates. That. We were roommates for a time as well. So let me just say, we go, we go back. Yes, and we do. And for as long as I remember, this is this has always been you. I mean, unapologetically you. I mean, the flair, the style, the color, the culture, <laughs> the music. This has always been you. And it's mm-hmm. so refreshing to just see that live out all these years later, just oh, the you. consistency Right. right. And, and you being you. But I know it it cannot have been easy staying true to who you are, especially mm. in a world where people are always going after the. Yeah, you got to do that nine to five. You know, you mm. got to do that. Get that steady paycheck. Right. Yes, there's mm. reality to that. But there are a lot of people who have passions, who have hobbies, who have talents. Mm. 
And they just don't know how to incorporate that into their lives and Mm -hmm. to live a fulfilled life like you're doing. So like, what advice would you give that person who, you know, always wanted to write a book? You're a published author. That person Mm -hmm. who always wanted to learn how to play a musical instrument or whatever. You get what I'm saying? And still be able to be a wife, mom, and do all Mm -hmm. those things. Right. Um, I'm going to keep it very simple. Um, what I do is I, like I said earlier, that pretty much every, in every every area of my life, I was assigned goals to it. Like, what is the next step? What are we doing next? So a to-do list, like make a to-do list. Um, for me, because I have so many things going on, I, I can't function without my to-do list, you know? So make a to-do list and just take baby steps. Just start, just start, take the very first step. You might not have the exact, you know, step by step or the detailed um, process to go about this goal or dream or what have you. Uh, But just start, just start with number one. And then as you start um, with God's grace and continue to move forward, your path will become very clear to you and you know, okay, which is the next step? What's the next process? Which are we, what project are we going to move on to next? Um, So that's, that's what I do. I function by my to-do list. And now, and that's my advice to anyone out there who also wants to go after their dreams or their mm. goals. Mm. I think the biggest piece of, and I loved how you kept that simple, by the way, but I think the biggest piece there is what you said in just start. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of times people just maybe we overthink things and it's like, oh, things have to be perfect, but you just have to start. And I'm sure as as you do all what you've done, you probably didn't really say, oh, this is how the end goal is going to be exactly. But you just started and you just did it. Right. Yeah. You never really know what the end goal is, um, because it's one thing to have a dream or a goal, um, but you never really know how it's going to play out. Um, and that's where, you know, grace and, you know, having a relationship with God comes in, but at least, um, you can have a sketch, you know, you might not have, uh, I'm thinking like an artist, no, you might not have the detailed drawing, but you can have a sketch and start to work on your sketch. And you might not know exactly what the masterpiece will look like. You might not know exactly all the colors that you're going to incorporate into this drawing, but at least you have a sketch and you can continue to build. And you might be thinking, you know, it's going to be a red base painting or drawing, but then it's a blue base. But at the end, you will have that masterpiece. Um, So yeah, it's very, very important to start um, and then take baby steps. I love that. I love that. Now, again, just talking about your journey, uh, because one of the things we talk about um, here on this channel on Distinctly You is about women who have redefined success at different chapters in their lives. So I'm sure in terms of the chapter when maybe you were getting your career off and running, you know, the chapter where maybe your kids were younger and maybe needed mm-hmm. you more, right? Right. And now this chapter, what would you call this chapter that you're in right now in terms of with what you're doing in your life? And mm-hmm. and how do you define success in what you do? Mm-hmm. What would I call this chapter? You know, I think I'll call it just emerging. I don't think I have arrived. Um, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, you know, you, you start with this, you know, you have this masterpiece you're working on, but you start with a sketch. So I think I'm beginning to introduce all the colors in, 
Um, but then it's not, it's not, it's not finalized yet. The painting is not finalized yet. So I'm still emerging. Um, yeah. I hope I was able to answer that question. I like that. I like that you're still emerging. And I think that's mm-hmm. a very beautiful yet humble response because I think anyone that feels like they have arrived does not leave room for growth because we should always be growing. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of doing the work you do now, you mentioned that you're able to actually balance working a, a full-time slash part-time job, you know, a full-time mm-hmm. job and your passion in terms of the work you do in music Mm -hmm. and in the arts and with your store. But was it always that way, though? I mean, I'm sure there was a season you had to get to where Mm -hmm. you are now able to balance that more. Mm -hmm. Did you ever find a situation where you had, Mm -hmm. you know, I recently wrote about a concept of work-life realignment, Mm -hmm. because people talk about work-life balance a lot. And they say, oh, I'm just balance my work and life. But Mm -hmm. is there truly a thing as work-life balance? Don't you find that at certain phases in your life, some things need more of your time than others and you just have to Mm -hmm. align it to... What's your thought Mm -hmm. on that? You know what I mean? To be honest with you, I see it as just one entity. Mm -hmm. I feel like my work, my my personal life, my work, my music, even my nine to five, I feel I see it as one. Because they're all intermingled. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't um, go after trying to create a balance. I think the balance just happens because it's like, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, you know, like there are times that I'll have a, a meeting at work and I'll, I'll maybe need to attend to something with my customers and I'll be like, I'll reschedule the meeting. Because it's, if it's not high priority, because I have the inside scoop as to what's like, you know, what's causing stoppage to business. If it's not causing stoppage to business and we can recover, we can reschedule this meeting and I need to attend to my customers, I'm rescheduling the meeting. So basically, I think the balance for me happens because I, I've always seen it as one. I mean, how, how can you separate, how can you separate your, your art, your passion from your family? who is also very, very important to you, number one in your life. And how do you separate that from work? Because if you don't have a job, of course, you can't really, you know, like have the finances to take care of your family. Yeah. So I just see it as one. And I just glide through all the different decisions and scenarios I find myself in. And I'm always like, okay, I need to do all of this. I probably need to get five things done today. Um, in balancing that, what is the high priority for me? Like what is more, what's the most important way that I can get done today? So I just, I just, the balance just happens. It just happens naturally for me. And I don't feel like I need to separate, um, one from the other. Um, I feel like it's just all just one big cohesive, you know, um, thing that comes together. Um, and I, and I, I make it a point of duty to make sure that um, one, I don't sacrifice one for the other. Like mm-hmm. I don't sacrifice family for pursuing my dreams. And I also don't sacrifice pursuing my dreams for family, even though that might sound not so good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I like, I really like that. Um, the word that comes to mind was a word a friend of mine used called work-life integration, where mm-hmm. work-life... I like that too, yeah. And everything integrates and is free-flowing and works seamlessly together. So I think mm-hmm. you just described that beautifully. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you. 
And, you know, you just said something that you were like, okay, I hope people don't take controversially in terms of not wanting to give up your dreams for your family. But I actually agree with that also, because I remember a time in my life when I wanted to make a decision and I just Mm -hmm. thought, gosh, you know, my kids are young. Maybe I need to wait. And I remember my husband mentioning to me that God has given you these kids to add to your life, to complement mm-hmm. your life, not to take away from your life. So don't right. let them be the excuse right. that you use not to move forward. So I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that. And I and I yes. took that advice and I'm glad I did. So yeah. here we I are. I remember you shared that. Yeah, I remember yeah. you shared that. And I've always remembered that, that story. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of with your life, your art, your business, is there any memorable story that you have in terms of something that you've had to overcome, something that's shaped you to be who you are today, or maybe have the perspective that you have today? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind, I was trying not to tell the story necessarily, but the first one that comes to mind, which is probably the biggest um, event that shaped my life was when we moved to Nigeria to mm. pursue my music career. And that definitely was a life-changing experience. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it definitely did change my perspective. Like you said, it changed my perspective big time because I think before I went to Nigeria, let me put it this way. I think I was I was pursuing fame. I didn't I wasn't able to realize the difference between fame and success. Hmm. And when I when we went there, it was all about yes, we have to be famous, we have to be famous, we have to trend, we have to trend, we have to do this. And I realized that you know God doesn't necessarily promise you fame. You know the Bible says your talent shall make way for you. God promised us He promises us success. It promises us that our talent will make way for us. It doesn't necessarily promise that we're going to be famous. And in trying to achieve that fame, I realized that uh, fame is not necessarily from God. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who are famous, who are the child of God, but the industry will have you do some things that a child of God has no business doing in order to achieve that fame. And after we had tried to like break in, we had, there was, there's so many instances, so many stories, um, which you don't have time for to get into. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, but after, you know, pursuing um, that, that fame for a while, I realized that, you know what, I'm okay. I don't, I don't need fame. I'm okay with just being successful mm-hmm. and I'm okay with God blessing me with like blessing the, the work of my hands and reaping the fruit of my labor and not necessarily associating that to fame. And we decided to hit the humble pie and we decided to move back to the U S and that totally changed my perspective. Like I have so much content mm-hmm. being um, an, an, an independent artist. Like before I went to Nigeria, I would say that I used to maybe, I used to maybe, perhaps uh, envious of people that were stars or had stardom or people that were, you know, trending or they were popular or they were celebrities. But now I just, I feel a sense of just contempt because I know in many cases, at least in Nigeria, uh, what some of these artists have to go through and do in order to achieve that. So I'm just like, oh, you know, okay, I, I respect you. I admire you. I love your music, but I'm good. I'm good where I am. And I've just mm-hmm. learned to just embrace my my success 
as an independent artist. And even though, and like, I'll, I'll tell you one story. Like when I released um, Self-Affirmation Project, there was one time that I went to, I went to this, um, this festival and people kept telling me that somebody was looking for me. This lady was looking for me. And I was like, okay, who's this lady? I would go and they'll say, oh, you just missed her. And I'll go backstage and they say, oh, you just missed her. So eventually I was able to connect with her and she was this lady um, um, and she looked, uh, she was walking with a cane. She looked kind of sickly. And then she told me that she was, she's been looking for me. Like she's been going around looking for me. She's actually been to a couple of my festivals hoping to meet me, but she never had the opportunity. And she told me that, um, that my, the album changed her life. Like she said that she was on the verge of, um, she said she, of course she had cancer, but then she said she actually was thinking about committing suicide because, the treatment and she didn't have the finances to take care of, you know, like the medical bills. So she actually wanted to take her life. And she told me that, you know, the album really changed her life and, you know, send those affirmations. And when I hear something like that, I mean, that, that was like perhaps the pinnacle of my success, because I felt like if I can release an album that saves just one person's life, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I, I like have I've, goosebumps. I've done my, I have goosebumps my all job over. as an artist. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've, then I feel like, you know what? Thank God. Thank God that I can make that impact in somebody's life, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that makes it worth it for me. So, yeah, success is, um, success is what I hold on to. Not the fame is like, oh, I don't need that. I'm good. <laughs> wow. That story, Janelia, is is powerful. I had goosebumps just hearing you say that. And there's just so much in that one story. I mean, I just want to unpack it a little bit because I always believe in the saying, live life without regret. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you mentioned is the fact that you and your family packed up from the comfort of your life here in the United States and moved to Nigeria. And just put this in perspective, this is a situation whereby it's not like you've lived there in a while. It's not like your kids have lived there or anything. It's like, it's a very different life. But you right. and your family made that decision to do that just to give you an opportunity to pursue your mm -hmm. musical career at the next level, right? right? And even though it didn't quite happen the way you had anticipated in terms of fame and all that goes with that, mm -hmm. and even though someone might look at it and say, wow, she failed, you know? She packed up, it didn't work, and she ran right back to the United States. But... And I never you know, saw it that way, right? But... But mm -hmm. first of all, let's put aside the story with that woman. The fact that you went at all, mm -hmm. the fact that you did, could you imagine if you didn't do that? You would right. always wonder, what if? What if? You would always exactly. wonder, you would always wonder like, huh, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. if I had done that, my career would have been here now. Maybe right. because you would never have known all those little yeah. details that you you now got to know firsthand that yeah. to me right there is success because what you said Thank was you. yeah because what you said was start go do it and you did it you know what i mean so mm -hmm. when you hear a story like you just shared having your music touch a no-named woman that you would have never known or met and not known how it impacted their life, that just becomes icing on the cake. Right. It definitely was. 
It was, the, I, and I, I, I've always, um, like times, you know, times that you, there are times that you get discouraged, you know, I'm not perfect. There are times that I get discouraged. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm just sick of all of this. I feel like I'm, you know, like wearing too many hats. I'm spreading myself too thin. I'm just going to give up, you know, music or whatever. And at times that I, I feel like that. And this woman just always comes to mind. You know, this woman always comes to mind that, well, you won't be able to touch people. You won't be able to um, have impact on people. And there've also been, you know, different situations where I've met people who have told me, oh, your music, I love your music. Your music is inspiring, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, yeah, I just always try to remind myself that there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a reason why God has given me this particular platform um, to reach people in a different way. Um, and that, you know, that, that keeps me going. Uh, that keeps me um, motivated and just continue regardless of the obstacles. Wow. I really love your sharing that story because Janelia, for those of us who have been watching you, you know, from the sidelines, you are success through and through. Just even hearing the story you just shared only makes you more endearing because it goes to show that because a lot of times, you know, we see the pictures, you see the mm -hmm. video, it looks all glamorous, glamorous but yeah. yeah, right. But mm -hmm. one doesn't always really know some of the blood, sweat and tears that goes behind that to yes. make that feasible and possible. And for you to keep going with that, with a bright smile, like you always have <laughs> looking gorgeous, like you always do. So thank, thank you. you. I really like that a lot. So sure. uh, let's just stop, like move on to the fact that you're a published author. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so, many <laughs> so many hats. And, you know, share with us, like, when did you know it was time? And is it something you had always wanted to do? Yes, ma'am. It's something I've always wanted to do. I actually have a plethora of notes, notebooks, I should say, of just things that I write um, from short stories to songs. I'm also a songwriter. Um, yeah. So, and I, I, I hesitated to launch my uh, my authorship career because I felt like, oh my gosh, why do I need to add another hustle to my life? <laughs> you know, I think I have enough hustle as it is. Um, but um, I just felt like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. You know, like why why am I procrastinating this dream? It's something that I've always wanted to do. And the opportunity came when I started, when I discovered um, intermittent fasting and water-only fasting. And I just felt like, I needed to somehow document my experience. And that was actually the very first book that I wrote. It's titled Diary of My Five-Day Intermittent Fasting. I just felt like my story would, again, inspire somebody out there. Like I'm, my my whole brand and my, everything that I do as an artist is just to inspire, to inspire to, you know, for greatness, for better, for you're going after your dreams, um, achieving your goals, Um be spiritual, just always inspire. Um, so I feel like, you know what, this, I, I'm sure this story can probably impact somebody because not, not a lot of people know the amazing benefits of water only fasting. And I did extensive research and I'm like, you know what, because I think I can put this into a book. Um, so for that, that was when I felt like it was time for me to step out as an author. Cause I felt like I was telling like my truth. And I felt like what better way to launch, you know, that career as to just sharing your truth. Um, and then that led to, oh, after that experience, I'm learning how to do that, getting good reviews, making some money. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can write more books. Um, and that's how that got started. 
Wow. I love that. That actually really inspires me personally, because that's the next trajectory that I plan to launch launch into myself. And you definitely inspired me because I was like, listen, I've been thinking I'm going to do this. I've been putting it aside. Mm -hmm. And And I was like, wait a minute, Janelia is doing this thing. I need to talk to her. And I, we had a conversation and it it just, it got me fired up. I was like, okay. (laughs) And that really also talks about the people we surround ourselves with, I think is really important. You know, people that can, can inspire us and motivate us to do great things. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I'm glad I could be of assistance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is that is fantastic. So in terms of right now, are there any books that you're reading or you've read that have impacted you in terms of some of the things that you're doing or where you are on your journey right now that you would hmm. like to share? You know, I actually like um, fiction. I know I'm a nonfiction author, but I actually like fiction. Like my favorite author is Octavia Butler hmm. and that novel Wild Seed. I think I just I just like stories that take you beyond like the norm, like hmm. the normal, you know, nine to five day to day, like um sci-fi, like fantasy. That's like my that's a journey that I crave. Like whenever I watch movies or read a book, I just want to be transported away from all this craziness, you know, and just enter into a different realm and imagine different things that aren't necessarily existing right now in, in my in my universe. Um, so that's yeah, so nonfiction, sci-fi, Octavia Butler, mm, I love her. Um, and I've I've not read any sci-fi novels recently, maybe within a, maybe like two years ago. Um, but um that that is a that is my cue. So probably pick up a book one of these days and, you know, get back into that. (laughs) You know, I I actually love your answer. And I think it's very on brand for you, to be honest, because you're creative. Mm -hmm. You're creative. So, of course, of course, you're going to love something that's outside the norm and that, you know, out there. So that's own it, girl. That's okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I can't let you go without asking you to share a little tidbit. And we've kind of heard a little bit already, but you know, what makes you Janelia soul distinctly you? Hmm. There's so many things, but I think the one thing that probably stands out to people the most, because people always perceive you no matter, you know, like, Regardless of how you want to project, you're always perceived by people. So based on that, I think the Afrocentric is what I think people perceive the most when they see me. Um, even I've had people who have kind of known me from a distance and when they come closer and it's happened several times where they'll make a comment like, oh, I thought this whole Afrocentric thing was just like, you know, your brand. You guys really are Afrocentric when it comes to a house. But I think I'm a laugh. And then we do. My children, they love them. <laughs> you know, we are very like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like a low-key girl that, you know, got touched because I, I grew up in Ibadan. And so the Afrocentric really makes me who I am. And even in my music. And I learned, oh, let me tell you this. I learned that there's a market for it. Like a lot of times when we perform at these festivals, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we get selected to perform is because we're the only Afrobeat or African war fusion band that applied. So they want to have something different to their mix. And people always think, oh, you know, they always ask me, how are you able to get into this festival? You must have a really good agent. I'm like, no, 
nothing special. We're just, we're just Afri- an African band. And we, you, we're always the only one, the only African band in the lineup. So I learned that, you know, that is also making way for me. So, so I don't have a, a desire to deviate from that. So Janelle is definitely the Afrocentric, you know, girl that motivates and inspires. Um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So what do you have coming up? And if our viewers want to get in touch with you, follow you, learn more about your music, your Mm -hmm. store, I see you're wearing your beautiful earrings. I should have worn mine. I should have worn mine. I got a pair. I got a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Next time for sure. Uh, How can our viewers uh, reach you? Well, my my social media, everything is Janalia. So my website is also Janalia. So I have two. Uh, the artist page is JanaliaSoul.com and the merch store is Janalia Soul. That's a uh, store. Um, what I have coming up, my son and I, I don't know if you know this, but my first son, Fifo Lua, has grown up to be an amazing drummer. So what's next for me is a collabo between my son and I, because I, I want to introduce him to my fans. Because I noticed that a lot of times when you start like these, like homegrown businesses like Mary Kay, you always start from like your inner circle, like your friends and your family, and then you work your way out. So the goal of this project is to introduce him to my fans, because I, ha- I have like 20 something thousand on my email list and my fans engage with me really well. So the goal is to just put him out there so that they can discover who Fee Fulua is. And then beyond that, um, we'll see what happens. So that's so look out for that. Um, I'm working on the song right now and we're planning like how we're going to produce it. And he's going to um, come up with a drum pattern. So it's going to be Janelia So featuring Fee Folu. Um, gosh, I hope I'm not, like trying to sell my son here. But yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm trying to um, I'm trying to plug my son. But yeah, that's what's that's what's coming up next for me. I absolutely love that. I remember when he was a baby and just to, to see him as this young talented man right now is amazing so I'm, I'm gonna listen i'm gonna be looking forward to that definitely okay. uh, we'll look forward to checking it out and we'll put more information out and details on that as it comes up so janelia soul thank yes, you so ma'am. much for being a guest today on distinct thanks for you. having me i uh, really appreciate you thanks for having me <laughs>